welcome to Davida Pow, the Power of Women podcast series. I'm Ann Bailey, Group Vice President here with The Village, and I have the pleasure of introducing today's podcast. This podcast series covers issues important to women, but it's meant for everyone. And our hope is that you listen and that you're inspired to have a conversation with a teammate or especially today, a significant other. So today, Aubrey Keller, our Regional Operations Director, will be putting Marcus and Christy Katsufas on the hot seat as we explore how they try to find that elusive balance for dual working parents. I'm excited. I hope you are too. Aubrey, over to you. Excellent. Thanks so much, Anne. Really excited to be here as a part of the Power of Women podcast series. Um, and before we get started, I just want to take a minute to introduce myself. So as Anne mentioned, I am a regional director here in Denver, but my journey started with Davida in 2017. I started as an analyst in revenue operations. And at that time, I had a two-year-old daughter and a newborn with my husband. Fast forward five years, I'm working in the field and life looks very different. We now have a third daughter and they're all ages four, six, and eight. Life is very busy at home. It is also very busy and full at work. And on any given day, I'm balancing clinical challenges, staffing challenges, um, JV meetings, while also trying to remember back to school night and orthodontist appointments. And so, as you can imagine, planning and communicating is really important for myself and my partner, my family and village at home, and also teammates here um, at work. And why do I share this with you? So this is a Power of Women podcast series. And it's also brought to you today by our Working Parents Teammate Resource Group, or TRG. So for those who don't know about TRGs, there are four in the village. We aim to create a community of support for our teammates who are also working parents. And so I have the pleasure today um, to be our host with Marcus Katsoufis, our group vice president over the Apex Palmer, who is also an executive sponsor as a part of our teammate resource group for working parents and his wife, Christy. So before we get into some really good topics around communication, uh, I will hand it over to Marcus to give an introduction. Great, thanks, Aubrey. It's great to have a chance to speak with everybody. Uh, I've been just by way of background with your village for about 10 years. Uh, in addition, I've spent that time in our field operations organization, which are the folks who support our teammates delivering care uh, to our patients. And in addition to doing that, uh, my wife, Christy, and I have two girls. And so as uh, we've worked to navigate being uh, working parents, the opportunity to get involved with the teammate resource group uh, for working parents was near and dear to my heart. And so we're, uh, we're excited to be here. And I don't know about the hot seat, but we're definitely looking forward to sharing uh, our perspectives. Hi, thank you so much for having me too. I am Christy. Uh, I am here with Marcus. Uh, I work in product marketing at Included Health. And I've known Marcus for quite a long time. We go all the way back. We were friends in college before we started dating. Um, and we, after we did undergrad, we, we uh, moved to New York together and ended up going to business school uh, together as well. So I've known him through many phases of life. I'm really excited to be here talking about this current phase that we are in of parents to young girls while also managing our careers. So really excited to um, to be here and to bring some of the conversations that I know we have uh, had over the years around how we manage work, life, family. 
All right. Wonderful. Well, excited to have you both here. So we have a few topics to cover today. And the first I wanted to ask you about, I know, Christy, you mentioned that you and Marcus go a long ways back and have gone through many seasons of life together, have had a lot of experiences as a couple. And so I'm interested in hearing a little bit more about your experiences um, associated with your children and how you've really had to try and work as a team to balance careers and your family. Yeah, this is something that we are definitely continuing to work on. (laughs) It's a constant conversation um, and it's evolved for us over time. Um, Before we had kids, uh, we both were able to pursue career, lives outside of work, uh, friends, other passions or projects or hobbies. Um, We didn't need as much coordination. It was a little bit easier for each of us to um, make sure we, we had time to do what we wanted. But when our first daughter was born, we were very thoughtful and deliberate and had lots of good conversations. And then we had our daughter and the reality of the everyday and what that actually meant. Um, we realized we needed to talk about this quite a bit. We um, we still have those conversations because what's different, you know, what works with a six month, uh, six week old doesn't always work with a six month old, which doesn't always work with the six year old. Uh, what worked last week? may not work this week. Um, and so we we really wanted to make sure we thought through how we're, th- you know, thinking long-term versus short-term. It's actually something we've changed recently. And I think one of the, one of the things we've realized recently and gotten advice from friends is we're trying to sh- set shorter-term goals when we think about career, when we think about how we want to set up our home lives. We're trying to think about what's going to work for the next two, three years versus necessarily planning all the way far out, which I know Marcus and I like to like to try to do. Um, but I think setting some sh- shorter term goals has worked really well for us. It allows us to to think through what we need in a in a concrete fashion and, and make sure that we can we can do what we need to do. Yeah, I think we I think that's been true because we both had different jobs or different roles within the within organizations since our daughters have born. And so as we've approached those transitions and the choices that we need to make, we're able to have discussions about what, what choices make sense for this phase without feeling like we're committing to a forever decision or a identity change associated with that. And so that's been important just given how much transition does happen both from a career perspective and then also with young children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is really the needs of your family. They've changed. Your unit has, your family unit has changed over time um, and those needs have evolved and you guys have made it very intentional um, to make it a point to connect and and make goals for the short term and see what makes sense for here and now, not necessarily (laughs) a long time out. So when you all are reconnecting on your goals and where you want to be career and family wise, how do you think about splitting responsibilities between the two of you? What does that look like? We, we tried a bunch of different ways to split things up. I think at first uh, we tried to do what was working for us before we had kids. And I think obviously children create a lot more to do and and a lot of joy. Uh, <laughs> and I think both of us found ourselves working very hard and not really feeling like either one of us was terribly fulfilled by that and, and probably weren't appreciating the work that each of us was trying to do. And so uh, after that, we tried to course correct and we went 
very detailed. We made a big Excel sheet with all the activities we're doing and how much time they took and who was going to be assigned to which ones. Uh, and that really didn't work either. I think what we found out was that even though we were trying to estimate time that things were taking, that didn't really translate into the amount of energy it took. And so we ended up going back to the drawing board a little bit on this one. Yeah, we actually, um, through our trial and error, where we've landed on at this moment in time that's working for us right now is that we try to allocate responsibilities so that we're ending up in a place of balancing energy and f and trying to have a fairness in the amount of energy we both have at the end of the week. Um, and, you know, part of that is we've been able to draw on that Excel exercise and understand you know, how long things generally take. We we do have a good knowledge of how long and how much energy things are going to take. Um, but what really focused on that energy has allowed us to give each other the support we need and to think through, think through the uh, responsibilities in a way that feel fair for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I imagine that looks different for all of our listeners, right? What, what looks fair maybe for you and your household can feel really different for everyone listening. Um, I love your point around energy because I think that there's a, a mental and emotional energy component and a physical energy component. And a lot of us like to think that those resources are infinite and they are not. They are, <laughs> they are finite on a given day. And so um, I, I love that point around um, refocusing and recalibrating based on the energy uh, that it takes to, to support your family. Okay, so you've shared a little bit about how you think about balancing responsibilities, um, but how does that translate into who does what? How do you two make decisions on what it looks like week in, week out to ensure no one person becomes the default parent, right, for doing um, everything in the home? Um, how do you think about that and plan for it? I think there's some things that for us, we try not to change that much week to week, and that helps to limit the number of decisions we've got to make on an ongoing basis, which which has been helpful in terms of how much time we spend coordinating. And those are the things that I think we've each naturally gravitated to because they're more important to us. And then what we try to do when we connect uh, on the weekend is just to talk through what is coming up next week. And so from that perspective, what's going to be different so that each of us have a good sense of of what to expect? Yeah, I we, we also tend to think about it of um, which one of us wants to do certain activities and gets and it, it takes less energy for that person to do an activity. For example, Marcus hates to go shopping for household goods. He hates buying paper towels and toilet paper. Um, I'd actually don't mind it at all. I have a preference. I, I'm happy to go go do that. So I've taken on purchasing of the household goods and making sure we're stocked. Um, there, but Marcus does most of our cooking and meal prep. He's a great cook and loves to work on very specific recipes and bring things to life. So he cares about that food so much. He'll do the grocery shopping um, to make sure that we have everything he needs. Yeah. And then I think there's some things that we try to split equally. So one of the things we try to do is make sure that each of us are putting the kids to bed uh, a, a relatively equal amount each week. And so if we've got travel or other commitments in the evenings, we try to schedule that so that each of us can can be part of that because that's part of how we want to engage with them. Yeah. And we've, in terms of how we do this, we have tried a bunch of digital tools to try to bring this into uh, our our Google Calendar or our uh, our family Google Calendar or into our work calendars or into apps. 
And we've ended up going back to a whiteboard that we post on a door in the house. Um, and the girls can see it too. And so it has a list of what dinners are happening that week and who's putting, you know, the kids to bed each night. Um, and it allows the girls draw on it sometimes if they want to, you know, feel like they're participating and they'll help, um, you know, they'll write in who gets to speak first at dinner that night or something like that. So it's, it's turned into be, turned out to be a, a nice family whiteboard. I think another thing that's helped us is grouping related activities. So for example, I tend to do more of the yard work or landscaping and that sort of stuff. So anything that involves that space tend to be things that I try to take on because that avoids us having to go back and forth and communicate a ton about who's doing each individual piece to get the ultimate task accomplished. Yeah, that makes total sense. I know a lot of mental energy is expended when you're trying to think through who's handling what. And so grouping the activities uh, definitely resonates with me. I'm curious too, shifting gears slightly, it sounds like you have a good process around deciding who does what, but then how do you communicate that with each other? I know for myself and my partner, oftentimes we're ships passing in the night, (laughs) circling around our home and our three children and our jobs. And so what does communication look like for you? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, We started something when our oldest daughter was younger and we called it morning meeting on the weekends. Uh, we would bring our computers, sit at the table, and and organize for the next two weeks, six weeks, whatever we needed to do. Um, so it started when the girls were still napping, and so we did it during nap time. That uh, that doesn't happen anymore on the weekends, and so now we we do it when the kids are having their TV time on the weekends, and we decide we we bring our computers and we bring calendars and we we talk. Um, and so where we've netted out with that over the last couple of years, we make sure to look at the next week or two because that immediate time frame is really important to get to nail down the details. That's when we can really start talking about trading off um, uh, around the detailed work. But then we also talk through the higher level plans or school calendars or travel plans or family coming to town or whatever that looks like. Um, and we we make sure that we get to a place that we feel good about the overarching plan. And then we double back on all the details and it goes up on the whiteboard. I think one of the other things that we try to use that for is just to let each other know what the next week or two is going to feel like. So if one of us is having a particularly intense patch, letting each other know that can be helpful so that people are, so that whoever it is, is prepared that, you know, we may need to help support each other in different ways. Can you share a specific example of that? So for for example, sometimes I end up having weeks where my travel's heavier. Uh, and I'll try to make sure that Christy knows that that is going to happen and that we're whatever prep we need to do in advance, we've we've planned and we've talked about so that that time when I'm away uh, goes as well as possible. Uh, and then I think that that helps to just make sure that if we know, for example, one of if Christy's going to need to work more because she, she's going to need to work later at night or something like that, or if we need time on the weekends to do things, we try to have that dialogue so that each of us have understanding of what's going on in in each other's work schedules. Yeah. And, and sometimes more recently, we, we've even used this as a, as a way to involve the girls in the problem solving. Um, We've, our four-year-old is not having the easiest time going to bed at the same time that she used to. And every once in a while, there are nights where they like to wake us up overnight. So we've been using it as a chance to bring them into problem solving 
mode and see if uh, we can get some ideas on imp- improving some processes around the house. Uh, but we'll invite them to to the morning meeting sometime as, as well. <laughs> They're an optional participant. <laughs> Only when called on. They <laughs> don't think it's optional. <laughs> Um, so you're sharing a little bit about your daughter, but I think the the examples before you shared, it's it sounds like it all would work really well in theory, right? You have your meeting, you plan for the next two weeks, things go as expected. Can you share a situation where maybe things didn't go so well, whether there was a drop in your communication or the planning, or maybe there wasn't a drop. Maybe you had planned accordingly, but something still went off track. What did that look like? Yeah, I, I think... A place where this comes up for us is, I think any working parent is leaning in and trying to do a bunch. And one of the challenges that can come up when you separate responsibilities and you group responsibilities is it's just harder to see exactly all the things that your partner's doing. And so I think we've had uh, some tougher spots around just sort of saying, hey, I I know I signed up to do X, Y, and Z, and I'm like happy to do it, but I also want to be appreciated. I want you to know that it's taken a bunch of energy to do that. And so uh, that the the one that's hard, right? It's always hard to sort of say like, I'd like to be appreciated. Uh, but I think the other component of it is usually when you're in that place, it's because you had a really busy work at work and you weren't sleeping super well because you were trying to take care of other stuff at night. And so the way that you talk about that doesn't always come off as the best version of yourself. Thank you, Marcus. I know a big takeaway there is that really we all want to be appreciated. All parents, all teammates, we want some appreciation. How have you gotten to this point? Do you have any resources to share? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Before we had kids, we actually took a class and read a book, Getting to 50-50. And it was a really interesting way to share the same Uh, vocabulary around these topics and to think about them before we actually had the kids and the (laughs) the crazy life to go with it. Um, And more recently, I've read Fair Play, which, you know, there are parts that I that we've we've brought into what we're doing and there are parts that aren't really going to work for us. But one of my favorite tips from that book and is in addition to outlining all the work that actually um, goes on in a family, I really appreciated hearing the recommendation to um, give ownership of a task to one person so they can really feel that sense of ownership and it just doesn't become executing a little task and not knowing why. Like I think they mentioned you pick up a, asking someone to pick up one, the last thing you need in a recipe for dinner. It matters so much to the person cooking dinner and it is one tiny little thing on the, on the to-do list of the other person. And so just, again, we, we often will read a lot of these types of books both of us and share them with the other. And um, more than anything, the frameworks are nice and and understanding the what the authors are saying is nice, but we also then can use the same language to communicate and to share how we're feeling and, and what's working for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds like a really good resource. And I'm sure too, there's an element of the framework is helpful and you make it work for you. What works in your household doesn't work in everyone else's household. And that adjusts over time through different seasons of life. So thank you for that recommendation. So I really appreciate your time today, both of you, Marcus and Christy. Thank you for being here and giving us a glimpse into how you all balance and manage work at home um, along with your careers. And really, I think there's three main takeaways for our listeners. 
Uh, one, schedule time to make this a priority with the other caregivers or partners or village in your home life um, who help support you at home um, and your children. Um, the second is balancing energy. It's not just about time or number of tasks, but really what's taking your energy um, mentally and emotionally and sometimes physically in the case of Marcus's landscaping. Um, and then the third is just to communicate appreciation to one another. We all want to feel that validation appreciation for the work that we're doing. So being intentional about communicating that to your partner. Uh, so thank you again. Thank you both for spending time today. And I know I took a lot from this session and have a lot of good tips that I'll take into my home life and hope our listeners have a few to take away as well. Thanks for hosting, Aubrey. Thank you. All right, this is Ann Bailey. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in to the DaVita Pow, The Power of Women podcast. And I hope you are walking away inspired. I know I am. I have some older kids and man, are they gonna be part of a morning meeting to help solve uh, some energy imbalances around our house. So I look forward to doing that. This series is focused on purpose, connection, and belonging. So if you have feedback or ideas for us, please write in to pow at davita.com. Thank you for leading with your hearts and for understanding the power of Davita women.